0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John cena here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Rampage. For the ROH World Championship, Claudio Castagnoli defends the championship against Commander in a fantastic 13-minute match here that ended when Claudio stopped a flying Commander off the top rope with a European uppercut as the referee stopped the match. Sean Spears, who uh, making a rare appearance here, defeated the Blade in under five minutes after hitting the C4. Johnny TV and QT Marshall of QT TV defeated Matt Hardy and Brother Zay Isaiah Cassidy. QTV's entrance had Harley Cameron singing them out as a red carpet was rolled out for them. Uh, definitely gave me Eminem vibes, especially with John Morrison there. But Johnny TV in his Rampage debut and also his first time wrestling as Johnny TV as he used to be Johnny Elite last time he was in AEW. Hardy and Cassidy had to match one until Harley gets on the apron. Distracted them as QT Marshall took down Cassidy off the top rope and attacked Hardy. Johnny TV followed this with Starship pain on Cassidy for the pen. QT TV started attacking Ethan Page after until the Acclaim ran out for the save. Hikaru Shida defeated Tyre Valkyrie in the main event, good back and forth here until the very end when Shida reversed to Valhalla into a roller for the pin, despite showing a little bit of injury to her left knee. On Impact Wrestling, on Before the Impact, Johnny Swinger gets his first win, or does he? Defeated Bupinder Gujar here, but Ziki Dice was the referee after getting his referee license last week, and obviously he was in favor of Swinger. Gujar had the match won, but Dice took forever to count. And then got in between Swinger and Gujar, blocking a gargoyle spear attempt from Gujar as Swinger rolls up Gujar for the fast pen to get his first win on the road to 50. More on this to come later on. On the main show, Chris Sabin defends the Exhibition Championship against Trey Miguel. Uh, he wins by disqualification when Sabin was going for the cradle shock until Zachary Wentz, the former Nash Carter of NXT, makes his return to Impact Wrestling and attacks Sabin and reunites the Rascals with Miguel. They kept attacking Saban until Alex Shelley came out for the save. The Rascals then cut a promo afterward. where Wentz says that he left and he went through hell and he came back here to have Miguel's back. They said, no more Q Tree Houses. It's going to be more serious Rascals here. And Miguel says, smoke them if you got them. And the Rascals got them all. What's up with everybody stealing Brady Harrington's cash races lately? Trinity defeated Jay Vidal. They kept uh, stating how this is the first time Trinity has ever had a intergender match one-on-one. Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans tried to interfere here, but Trinity won by submission with the Starstruck. They tried to attack Trinity after, but Deanna Purrazzo, who was on commentary, ended up saving her anniversary opponent, but she did take a little bit of her sweet time before coming in the ring. Moose told Brian Myers backstage to just sh- the good hands, which he kind of walks away from them and does, kind of leaving them alone here. Johnny Swinger and Ziggy Dice were backstage celebrating Swinger's win until a referee walked in and says that he saw the match and he talked to Santino Marella, and the win doesn't count, and they'll see if Dice does that again, he will get his referee license revoked. Leo Rush, making his Impact debut, defeated Jack Price. Rush did appear at the Multiverse United show with New Japan Pro Wrestling earlier this year, but it's the first ever standalone Impact match for him. He gets the quick win after hitting the final hour splash for the pen. We get another video from Dirty Dangle talking about Santino Marella. He says that Santino got into wrestling only because he got slapped around by Jim Cornette and OVW for laughing in his face. And he said he got a job just so he wouldn't sue them. He then asked Santino if his daughter, who's Ariana Grace at NXT, is getting slapped around down there as well. Santino comes back in his own video saying that he will humiliate Dango at Slammiversary. The match is made official, but not for Slammiversary, but for the Slammiversary fallout, which is the tapings, the night after. Frankie Kazarian and Ed Edwards were arguing backstage about what happened to them last week, so Edwards says that maybe they are better off as opponents. Masha Slamovich defeated Kylan King. Ty- Taylor Wilde was in King's corner and tried to interfere, but Killer Kelly comes out with a chain and chokes her out as Masha hit the snowplow on King for the pen. After the match, Kelly and Masha linked each other to the chain, and it seems that they have formed a tag team, as they'll be going after the tag team titles now. We get a great video about Scott Damore and his history coming up in wrestling, uh, with fantastic words from members of the roster, such as Tommy Dreamer, the Motor City Machine Guns, Kushida, Frankie Kazarian. Then Gia Miller was interviewing Damore as the good hands interrupted him and wanted to fight him, but Damore says that he could only fight a anniversary so instead He'll pitch the Good Hands versus P.C.O. in a handicap for ne- match for next week. Kenny King defeated Yuiry Ramora in a pretty good match here at the Hit of the Royal Flush. But after the match, Joe Henry comes out and introduces a brand new music video called "The Kenny King Story" that reveals that Kenny used to be a, st- a stripper in 2013, and it's got the crowd to chant "Stripper Kenny" at him as a picture of Kenny as a stripper popped up on the screen. Nick Aldis comes out to end the show to explain his actions against attacking Alex Shelley, but asks Shelley to come out first. Aldis calls Shelley attacking Jimmy Jacobs unprofessional and told Shelly to go sit in the crowd with the fans, which he didn't take as an insult, and instead he called himself the Impact People's Champion, and he did go ahead and sit in the crowd. Aldis explained that the reasoning for his turn was when Shelly tagged out to Chris Sabin instead of himself when they teamed a couple weeks ago. He said that Shelly was butthurt because Aldis won the world title before he did, and it ended up getting to a brawl, but Chris Sabin runs out before Aldis can use the title on him, and then Leo Rush comes in and attacks Sabin and Shelly from behind and aligns himself with Aldis, as both him and um, Nick Aldis hold up the Impact and the Exhibition title as it looks like we're going to have a tag team match next week between these two teams. Ring of Honor on Honor Club. This is a show that was taped in, uh, with Collision in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. So unlike Eric Marcotte and Brandy from New Jersey, I was not held hostage having to watch this. So this show is all fresh to me. and has a bunch of New Japan talent as it was the night before Forbidden Door. We start with Preston Vance and Drillistico defeating Mark Wheeler and Vikram Brashar pretty easily here at the Vance hit a lariat as they get to double pin on their opponents. The Righteous defeated Alex Reynolds and John Silver of the Dark Order. Evil Uno tried to get involved with a chair, but it gets ejected. Stu Grayson runs in when the referee was distracted and attacks Reynolds as Vincent rolls him off for the pen. Evil Uno runs back out with the chair after, after as Grayson tells him to hit him with it, but he couldn't do it. Diamante defeated Layla Gray in a rematch from last week. Mark Sterling tried to interfere here and failed as Diamante gets the pen. Lucha Brothers, El Hilo, the Vikingo, and Commander defeated Gringo Loco, the Workhorseman, and Shane Taylor. Uh, this match wasn't taken to Toronto, but in Chicago, uh, the week before, after Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, non-stop wild spots here from King and Commander hitting crazy top row moves at the same time, but the Lucha Brothers' The Fear Factor double stomp on Anthony Henry as Penta gets the pen. Big Bill and Lee Moriarty defeated Karu and Tariq in quick fashion with Moriarty making Tariq submit to the Border City stretch. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony defend the six-man tag team championships against LIJ's Hiromo Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi. This match was pretty wild with Bushi spraying Black Mist and Brian Cage's face towards the end, but the Gates of Agony came right back with a double flat ladder on Bushi as Bishop Kong gets the pin, And what commentary called the Moga Embassy's biggest defense yet. Eldasperado Desperado making his ROH debut defeated Willie Mack, pretty good 9-minute match here with Despi getting the pin after hitting Pinche Loco. Pungi Vice defeated Yujiro Takahashi and Sho of House of Torture, with Tremperetta pinning Yujiro after hitting Strong Zero, Showing and Yujiro continue to attack them after until Orange Cassidy comes out for the save to chase them away. Christopher Daniels, Action Andretti, and Darius Martin defeated TJP, Jeff Cobb, and Kyle Fletcher of the United Empire. A bit of a surprising outcome here with Andretti pinning TJP after him and Darius hit their double team rock bottom. The Kingdom and Jerry Lynn were backstage where Lynn asked them how they could hate ACW. Mike Bennett talked about retiring Lynn, so Lynn made a match between the Kingdom, including Maria, against the Infantry and Trisha Dora for next week. We have a ring of Honor Women's World Championship proven ground matches. Athena defeated Casey Spinelli pretty quickly after knocking her out with a ray right hook. Athena continued to attack her after. And another proven ground match for the ROH World Championship. Claudio Castagnoli defeated Chuck Taylor. Claudio changed the rules for this Proven Ground match, where he says there is no time limit, so Taylor would have to beat him in order to get a title shot. Rocky Romero and Trent Barretta came out in the middle of the match to cheer on Taylor. Nice attempt from Taylor, but Claudio hit him with the Regal bomb for the pen. There was another match taped in Toronto with Al Fantasma and Shane Taylor that wasn't shown, probably because there was already a Taylor match, so hopefully we'll see this in the future. On MLW Fusion, Mandy Leon making her debut, representing The Calling, defeated Clara Cazares after hitting the even flow DDT as she had Raven in her corner. Second Gear crew and Samoan SWAT team had a segment in the parking lot where the SWAT team said that they only trusted the Second Gear crew, so Second Gear crew asked them for a tag team title shot, which is made for next week. Willie Mack and Microman were hanging out eating Dunkin' Donuts until Mr. St. Laurent took Microman away and told him that he had to watch his weight. We have a letter strap match as Sam Adonis defeated Mance Warner, with the final spot being Warner spearing Adonis into a wooden board that was in the corner, but in doing so, Adonis was able to touch the last turnbuckle to get the win. We have an MLW expose on who could be behind the Beaumont Fight Club, with Dan Lambert, Shane Taylor, and Wale all being named as potential candidates, but they said that after extensive investigation, it is none of those names, but next week, we'll do a part two for this. Mance Warner challenged Sam Adonis to a country whipping match, which is made for Never Say Never. Sam LaTurner was interviewing new featherweight champion Demi Exo, but she gets attacked from behind by Taya Valkyrie, who then says that she's all a rematch against Exo. We see a video from WXW women's champion Ava Everett, who challenges Demi Exo for a title versus title match at Never Say Never. Alice King came out to present the Big Apple Grapple 2, where it's an open challenge to anyone who can pin or tap him out, and they will win a bag of money. And Shiger- Shigeru Irie came out to accept... But Alex Kane defeats Erie with the Mark Kane suplex and a pretty good competitive main event match here. Kane called out Alex Hammerstone after, but officials held them back. They talked trash to each other on the mic for a little bit, but they both are held back. A woman of wrestling superheroes chainsaw defeated Tiki Chamaro after hitting her with a running splash. Silvio Sanchez defeated Kato Rush by submission with a crossface. Fury defeated Jennifer Lo- Flores after hitting the Flight of Fury and getting help on the outside from the Heavy Metal Sisters. And Penelope Pink retains the Women of Wrestling Championship against Candy Crush after hitting Pretty in Pink. NWA did not have an episode of Power, but it did have a special 4th of July of USA, where old matches included Chris Adonis defeated JTG for the National Heavyweight Championship, Country Gentleman winning the U.S. Tag Titles against the Fixers, EC3 defeated 3 Billy Silas Mason for the Crockett Cup, and Camille defeated Kylan King and Chelsea Green in a triple threat match. On NXT Level Up, Blair Davenport in her Level Up debut defeated Kalani Jordan after hitting the Falcon Arrow. And Joe Coffey also made his Level Up debut, defeated Miles Bourne after hitting all the best for the Bells. On main event, Katana Chance defeated Emma after hitting a spinning facebreaker. Emma tried to win with her feet on the ropes, but it got stopped by Caden Carter, who was on the outside. And JD McDonough defeated Apollo Crews for a rematch from last week after rolling him up and holding onto the ropes for the pen. The only WWE Network edition of the week was WXW We Love Wrestling number 45. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>